It's time for Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. All right, this is the wrap on 760. The car phone we go. Dave, thanks for hanging on. You're on 760. Gentlemen, and Stephen Dan, you got the chemistry. It's cooking. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Are you calling us from your office? I'm doing Sports Center tonight. With, Are you uh, really? Dan Patrick. Yes. Well, I'm very impressed. By the way, give Dan our best. He's a good man. And, I will. Uh, hey, hey, Dan. Chuck Swirsky says hi. This is the best sports rap has ever been, in my opinion. Now, here's your host, Chris Renwick. Uh, welcome in. Happy Sunday to you. we got a lot to do tonight. Uh, we'll get you caught up on everything going around the NFL. Uh, of course, Lions in progress. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on there. But uh, just getting underway from the Little Caesars Arena tonight, right now, as a matter of fact, Pistons hosting Brooklyn. And look, th- this thing for, for the Pistons, it, it just kind of has snowballed into kind of a, a hole that I don't think anybody really imagined this team being at this at this point of the year. They're looking for just their fifth win on the season. I mean, now you've got your leading score out for the next month and a half, and things just don't they don't appear to be looking uh, uh, on the bright side for the Pistons. Rod Beard with the Detroit News covers all things Pistons, and he joins us this evening on Sports Wrap. Rod, I, I know you're getting ready for tip-off here in, in just a moment, but uh, this thing now with Jeremy Grant looks really different uh, now that he's got this thumb injury, what, what are you hearing uh, today? Yeah, it, it's a, a thumb injury. It's a UCL uh, ligament issue, and it, it's six weeks at least. Um, and, and considering surgery, but, I mean, it, I think they're just going to try to wait it out. But that was probably the, one of the good things going for the Pistons this year was that Grant was their leading scorer, a little bit over 20 points a game. Um, mm-hmm. But for a team that struggles to score, now they're really going to have to dig deeper and find out who that next guy is going to be. And it, 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 one would assume it's Kate Cunningham. But some of these other guys are going to have to pick up some of that slack and, and figure out where that scoring is going to come from. I mean, is Cade really ready for that yet? I mean, are we really ready to see that type of production from Cade night in from, and night out? Well, I, I don't think he's going to pick all of it up, but I think what he does well is distribute and, and puts other guys in position. So they're going to have to diversify the offense, too, because they ran a lot of isolation for Grant. And now they're going to have to figure out other guys who can, can do different things and as it was, they were getting open three-pointers and missing those open three-pointers. Grant shot a few more two-pointers than others, too. So, again, it's going to be difficult for them to try to structure the offense in a way that they're going to be able to cover up for those shortcomings that they'll have now. How, how does Killian Hayes factor into this? Obviously, he's looking to, to kind of turn the corner here and, and, and try to start forming himself into what we imagine to be a more complete uh, you know, ball handler at the at the point position, but but how does he fit in here? Where, where is his role going to be in in picking up some of the pieces where perhaps Jeremy Grant uh, left them off as he goes off on the injury list? Well, I think it it could be more Killian Hayes handling the ball and getting Kate off the ball a little bit, um, just to give him some rest and so he doesn't get worn down. Uh, but for Killian, I think he just needs to find out where he's going to be most useful. And, and for this part of the season, the first part, it's been in the corner shooting the three-pointer and at times just trying to create himself off the dribble. Again, I don't think he's a 20-point-a-game a, a type guy. For Killian Hayes, if you can get 10, 12 points and six assists, I think those are pretty good numbers for him on a game-to-game basis. He, he may go a little bit over, but a lot of times you're just going to need for him to get somewhere in that 10, 12 range, play some good defense, and you check all the boxes for him that he's had a good night for you. Uh, and then in terms of, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think everything that happened in the whole LeBron drama, I, I was hoping this team was going to 
to to sort of use the Isaiah Stewart injury and, and some of the things that uh, it that kind of came from that altercation with LeBron and the Lakers. I, I was hoping that that was kind of going to turn into a mentality, kind of a, a, a team identity. That really hasn't happened here. Uh, they've lost, uh, what is it, uh, double digits in a row, 10, 11, 12 in oh. a row now. And, yeah. Is uh, okay. Eleven. So and then, but but where is this team headed? I mean, they're just looking for their fifth win tonight. Uh, they've got uh, a Brooklyn in town to take. I mean, you know, Brooklyn's a good basketball team. So where is this identity? Where are they at at this point in the season? Yeah, I think that's the the, the million dollar question. Is um, people were looking for these big strides forward from Sadiq Bay and from Isaiah Stewart uh, and Killian Hayes, especially as he played more consistently. Uh, and, and Kate Cunningham has shown flashes of being that leader that he thought he is that we that we people thought he would be but it's just it's really up and down and you need somebody to be that scorer and jeremy grant was that but you needed that secondary guy now you're going to need a primary guy a secondary guy and for all of those other guys to sort of pick up where they were going to be it's going to be hard to figure out they got chicago and chicago has some issues with COVID that where they only have eight or nine players who are even available to play and then they've got Indiana, and Indiana's going through some stuff too. So maybe that's where this win streak finally starts to pick up and they, they get a couple of wins and, and start to feel better about themselves. But in the longer term, you're still looking at Jeremy Grant being out and Kelly Olenek still probably two to three weeks out before he's back. There's got to be some reckoning here where they've got to figure some things out and, and quickly before this season really just spirals out of control. You just don't want this losing streak to get into the 17, 18, 19 games um, because kids, the guys are really going to start to get their heads down and really not feel good about the progress that they want to make. You know, I think at this point in in, in you know kind of where this organization is and and certainly where they're at at this point in the season and and you look to kind of the folks at the top and whether or not some of these these decisions that were made uh to to keep this team as is and and add the pieces that they did um you know you, you start to question that. You know, Troy Weaver I'm a guy I believe in. I think he's a guy that who can recognize talent, can go get the talent if he needs to. He's uh, been a, a shrewd drafter, but he's also been uh, somebody who has had the ability to acquire picks and turn them in, into you know real players or, or real contributors for this team or organization. And but then you look at somebody like Dwayne Casey. You know, I, I read your mailbag this week, and one of the questions is: Is is Dwayne Casey in danger of losing his job? Preseason, we were singing the graces of of guys like Weaver and Casey, and and certainly Dwayne Casey being the veteran. Uh, laden coach that he is really good for this point uh, good for this team at this point in the rebuild um but but I think you got to kind of look at 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 the totality of the picture here where they've only won a handful of games and uh you know you, you've got a couple of pieces that I think we all thought would contribute to a much better output than what we've seen so far this year so w- on the the hot seat scale where is Dwayne Casey I think it's a really cool seat. I don't think there's any danger at all, A, because of, of the extension uh, that he just signed for the extra year, but he's making seven mil a year. I can't just see them turning and going in a completely different direction because even in the growth that you're talking about for the young guys, to have them play one system, play under one coach, and then get another system and another coach, and then, I mean, who's to say that that wouldn't be another short-term guy? That could be three, and that's what teams like the Timberwolves and, and those young guys who, who sure. never develop the way they should because they can't get in a system long enough to get um, acclimated to it. And, and that's, we've seen that. We've seen that from the Lions. We've seen that from uh, the Tigers to a degree, that you, you just got to get with a guy and stick with it long enough and don't feel like uh, just because the season doesn't go the way you want to that you've automatically got to switch. And in Casey's case, 
Um, this isn't the situation he signed up for. He signed up for this for, for the Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond Pistons, and hopefully mm-hmm. they would be contending by now. Um, that hasn't happened. But the, the things that you looked at in, in Dwayne Casey's resume were good with player development and good at, at being a player's coach. And he's done those things. So I don't think they're necessarily unhappy with him. I think some of it is the circumstance and understanding these are young guys and the injuries with Kay Cunningham, with Kelly Olenek, and now with Jeremy Grant. You could point to a lot of things. And Killian Hayes also at the beginning of the year. There's a lot of reasons why this is a 4-21 and team. Yes, there are some other games they should have won. It shouldn't be only four wins, but you can see why it is in a lot of ways. Well, for the record, I think Dwayne Casey's the man. I mean, I think he's the man for this job. I think he's the man for this organization. I want him here for the long term. I think you're right in terms of what he came here, what he had signed up for. Uh, I think that's a really interesting piece to all of this. But I think he seems committed. He seems like he wants to be here, which I think is good. And I, I think that when you start looking at, right, the injuries that had, that this team has faced uh, throughout this point of the season even going into preseason and then where they're right now this is it's a process it is a rebuild and uh, you know I think when you land the number one pick fans expect a lot uh, but but when you're dealing with injuries when you're dealing with a young core there's a certain uh, there's a certain adjustment period that I think needs to be allowed and I, I think that's what we're seeing now Rod Beard always good to talk with you have fun at the game down there we'll talk to you again soon anytime Chris I appreciate it thank you all right there he is Rod Beard over at the Detroit News Uh, We'll take a quick break, come back for more sports wrap next, uh, right here on WJ. A lot to do tonight. We got NFL. Lions in progress now. We'll let you know what's going on with them coming up next. Uh, I mean, look, we have a Heisman Trophy winner now. Is it Aiden Hutchinson? If you didn't watch, I'll tell you. We'll do that also coming up. Lots to do tonight. You're not going to want to go anywhere. Chris Renwick, sports wrap, WJR, back next. Oh, boy, this thing is getting ugly out in Mile High. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, look, all right, Lions win their first game last weekend. All right, okay, all right, great, you're 110-1. Okay, but you get off the schneid, you get your first win. Uh, and then you go out to uh, Denver today, hoping to find win number two on the year. And, look, you got a couple of things against you. Uh, first thing, uh, you got nobody on this roster to play for you tonight. I mean, it's really, it's really bad. Uh, Jamal Williams out due to COVID. Tracy Walker out due to COVID. Mark Gilbert, guy who made a, a big play in that Steelers game after getting burned in overtime uh, a couple of weeks ago, out due to COVID. Then you got TJ Hawkinson out with a hand. DeAndre Swift out with that shoulder. Jalen Reeves-Maben out with a shoulder. And you got Julian Okora out too. And it looks like the Lions just fumbled the ball inside the five-yard line. This thing is a mess. Broncos lead it 31-10. to Just turned the ball over inside the Bronco five-yard line. Uh, here's the deal is I think when you look at this, when you look at where, uh, you know, this team, uh, looks like, uh, who was that? That was, uh, Iguabuque, uh, looks like his foot out, uh, his foot's out on the play. So Lions should keep it. But, but the, the thing is here for this team, 
is you got nobody to play for you today. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's out. You got guys coming up from the pl- the practice squad today. Uh, guys you've probably never even heard of. And I thought their first half, after getting torched and going down early 14 to nothing, thought they made a nice, you know, uh, uh, they, they came back a little bit. It was It was good to see. They were down 17 to 10 at the half, but it was a game. And then everything kind of just, uh, the, the wheels came falling off here in the in the second half. And I've kind of been keeping my eye on it, kind of, I've been getting ready for the show, so uh, I, I've i been doing a bunch of stuff. But, but it's like every time I look up, it's a different score. Every time I look up, Denver score. And then, of course, you've got the whole issue with, Demarius Thomas, we talked about that yesterday. Um, has there been any more clarification, uh, Jason? Have you seen on whether or not uh, th- th- this was a? It looked, it appears, it was a seizure. He was in the shower. Uh, that was the latest I had gotten on the Demarius Thomas stuff. Has there been any more? No, and I've checked more, that, and uh, I haven't heard anything else about yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen anything else either. So it's a shame. Uh, Lions keep the ball inside the five, and then uh, Vitae steps on Goff's foot. He goes down. It's third and goal. I mean, it's a clown car. It's little. I mean, it's rough. I should get that queued up in the system. I could use it a lot. Yeah, you could use it a lot. Here's the deal. I, again, I, I think you want to see this team fight, right? They're fighting right now. You want to see them fight. You want to see him scratch and claw and, you know, the whole biting the kneecaps thing, whatever it is. You, you want to see that. And that's what, look, this team really doesn't give up. I mean, they're down 31 to nothing. They're down three scores with 13 minutes to go. They're inside the five-yard line. They're trying to they're trying to punch it in here, fourth down. But, I mean, look, they're, they're, they're not rolling over. And that's, I think, the important thing this season. That's like the important attribute trait you want to see from this team this season. You want to see him scratch and claw and fight and and try to stay in games. That's the important part. They don't get the touchdown on fourth down. But look, when you start figuring out where this team is going in the future, well, it's different. Wins become more important. Wins become, you know, the, the, the trait of fighting and, and grinding it out. Well, that'll already be established. And then once you go and get some better players, once you go and get a re- an actual receiving core, once you go and perhaps get a quarterback, I mean, those things should start to pan out. So I, I think you got to be careful on, on how many wins you want to see him, uh, you know, notch down the stretch. I'm not saying you go throw the games, but you got you got to you got to keep in in mind where you're at in the rebuild. You're early on. It's early. I had a buddy who's like they should tank. I'm like, "Well, hold on a second. And I, I I am I am a proponent of tanking in a proper way. I said this before the Pistons landed the number 1 draft pick and eventually netted to themselves Cade Cunningham. 
the the way the Pistons tanked was the way. That's how you do it. You put your young guys in. You see what you got. You get them acclimated to the game, the speed of the game, and then and then you can go out and lose games, but still gain experience. You're still gaining valuable game experience, and I think that you're kind of seeing that with this team, right? Whether it's by injury, whether it's by cutting guys loose that aren't any good, whether it's, you know, like they are trying to get young guys touches, trying to highlight guys like DeAndre Swift, who is a young guy. We know what Swift can do. But you just don't know what can transpire and who's on the trade block, who's going to be dealt for picks and and capital. You know, there's just a lot at play here. So I think you got to be cognizant of the fact that and I've been preaching this all year. The, this record doesn't matter to me at all. It's not an indictment on Dan Campbell and this staff at all. Maybe the play calling is, maybe some of the 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 in-game decisions is on Dan Campbell. But the the record to me is completely irrelevant this year. That that is not what I'm paying attention to. What I think you got to be, what I think you got to watch, is the development of guys. You got to watch how are these young players developing. And you look at somebody who who really could have benefited from this year, not only in the in the game, you know, game sense, but the fact that you haven't really put a lot of tape together uh, is is Jeff Okuda. And again, gets hurt early, out for the season. And and they just haven't had the corner play that, that they thought they would. So there's a lot to this team. And injuries have not helped. You know, I think that this team probably has a couple of more wins if, if some of these guys don't get injured. Well, boo-hoo, it's the NFL, and everybody can say that. So it's tough. I get it. Nobody wants to be one ten and one. Probably soon to be one eleven and one. Nobody wants it. But you got to keep in mind at, at where this organization is right now. Got to keep in mind what what we need to establish. And it's not a winning culture. It's not. You got to establish the toughness. Once you can establish the toughness and the grit and the and the relentless play. And everything kind of can play itself out going forward. Then you bring in better players. Then you start to improve on winning and and, and stringing wins together. They're just not there yet. Get you caught up on what else is going around the NFL. We have a new Heisman winner also. Uh, We'll talk to you about who that was coming up next. Uh, Jason... Also, uh, in the next half hour, I want to do something else because we have a couple of teams here that started out one way and are finishing a totally different way. And and there was a big blowout today by one of them, and somebody else lost. It's just crazy in the NFL this year. We'll talk about that coming up next. And the Chargers win. Hey, we, we in our picks yesterday, Jason, we did pretty good. And we'll talk about them coming up next here on Sports Rep. WJR, Chris Renwick, don't go anywhere. Uh, I I will say about this this Lions team. I I I I tend to, um, you know, look th- th- this Lions receiving core is not very good, right? Like that's that's obvious. Um, but I will say that I was very high on him when they drafted him, 
and I'm I really do remain pretty high on him now. Is Amon Ross St. Brown? I I just think I think that he's going to be you know a real player here. I do. I I think that uh, I think that that he's got that you know I, I don't know. He's got moxie. He's got he's he's physical. I just I'm I I was into him when they picked him up on day three in the draft, uh, and and I'm still high on him. So I, I will say that I think he's you know is he a, a bona fide number one? You know, sometime in the future, I I don't I don't know. I think he's probably a number two. He's probably a number two. That's probably his ceiling. That's kind of where I see him. But look, I, I'm just saying that that he's a piece that you can work around as you acquire talent. Uh, yesterday, we talked a lot about that Ravens-Browns game. Boy, uh, the Brownies were blowing away the birds early. It just, I mean, it was like, what was it, 20, 24 to, oh, it was 24 to, to 6 at the half. Um, and then the Browns went scoreless over the next two quarters, and uh, Baltimore tried to uh, come back in this one. They ended up losing 22-24, a big-time fourth-down stop by the Browns, and that kills any uh, Baltimore comeback. And that was a good game. It just looked like the Browns were going to blow Baltimore out of the water, and then all of a sudden... The Ravens tightened up. They got themselves back into it, and it just wasn't wasn't enough. Pretty indicative um, of the Browns' season right there in one game. It, it, no, <laughs> you're right. It's a nutshell of the Browns' season. Uh, 49ers on top of the Bengals right now, 20-6. to six. That's uh, almost through the third quarter there. Uh, Chargers all over the Giants, 37-3. The Giants are a uh, bona fide dumpster fire. Um... Uh, and everything just froze up. Titans over the Jags, twenty to nothing. Now, did you hear uh, the it, latest Urban Meyer news? Uh, yeah. No, everybody hates Urban. Do uh, you remember that show? What was it? Everybody hates Chris. Everybody hates like the Chris, Chris Rock, the Chris <laughs> Rock show. Uh, everybody hates. Everybody hates Urban Meyer. Everybody. Uh, they, well, they say he's calling his assistant coaches losers and. It's just it's every uh, every new article on on Uncle Urban is just ridiculous. You know, I I think this is where I I do wonder. Look, these coaches, these college coaches, they want to get to the NFL, right? Like I think that's when you're it's just like anything. You want to get to the pinnacle of wherever you're, whatever you're doing, and and in in coaching it's no different now some guys just want to be college coaches some guys are just college coaches and some aren't like some go out and then and then are much more successful in the pros it's a totally different atmosphere it's a totally different vibe you're dealing with you know 18 to 22 year old you know kids turning into young men and then you're dealing in the NFL with grown men who make in most cases more than you do. You know, so it's a, it's a it's a it takes a certain type of 
personality, coaching, you know, uh, you know, philosophy to be to 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 make that switch. And and I got to be honest, I thought that if if there was somebody that could make that switch, I thought it was going to be Urban. I thought he carried enough cachet, uh, you know, in the, in the NFL to be respected. And, and look, it didn't sound like that that whole incident at that Columbus bar was like the catalyst. I mean, it just sounded like he came in from the get-go thinking that he knew more and was better than everybody. And you just, you know, that's just not the way to come in. So it's look, the urban thing, I was really interested to see how that was going to work out. Really interested to see. It turns out not very good. I I I, I mean, look, do you think he makes it to the end of the year, or does he get popped before that? Oh, gee. You know, I think I think ultimately he'll make it to the end of the year. I think if he were to be so gone, he would have already. Uh, and there's even been letters from uh, Shad Khan, the owner, uh, yep. that have gone public saying that they've been disappointed in him. And um, in what, what cleans all that up is winning, and they're not winning, so I think – uh, they're going to ultimately say, you know what, we made we made a, a bad decision here, and we're going to start fresh again here with a new coach. Got to cut bait if you can. I mean, look, and, and then you've got a young quarterback in, in Trevor Lawrence, and and if you want him to work out, and you don't want him to be tainted, uh, if you feel that way with Urban Meyer, then then you got to move on. I mean, like Trevor Lawrence isn't the the guy to be messing around with. I mean, geez, is first of all, is Trevor Lawrence even that good? I mean, look, I I think that you you put a lot of this on on Urban, but at the same time, uh, you threw four interceptions today. Like I understand not all of those are on you, but at some point, uh, you can't throw four picks. And it's tough to know how good he is because he doesn't have a lot of talent around him. You know, so uh, it's true. It's true. It's got a few, but. Uh, you know. Meanwhile, the Chiefs have have done a complete 180, it seems like. I don't know what happened to them early. And look, the Raiders aren't very good. Um, but they they put a beat down to Las Vegas today, 40, which still sounds weird. 48 to 9. Chiefs now 9 and 4 they lead the division. I mean, I I think there were conversations being had amongst fans, amongst commentators. Uh, amongst prognosticators, that the Chiefs weren't even going to make the playoffs. Let alone, you know, work themselves back into a nine and four spot. I mean, they're they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They're they're playing defense, really good defense that they haven't seen in Kansas City. Certainly not even in their Super Bowl year. Sure. Uh, well, they're two Super Bowl years. They're playing really good defense right now. Yeah, and and obviously that helps, and and you know they've got the weapons on offense. At some point, you got to just be able to to do a little work on the other side of the ball and and even yourselves out. Uh, Saints beat the Jets thirty to nine. The other game we got right from last week, we were wrong about that Baltimore uh, Cleveland game, but we were right about this. Cowboy Washington game. I know you were a little hesitant early. We were talking about maybe yeah. you were just playing coy. I don't know. Uh, but I will say, um, I just I, look. I I have no faith in Washington, and and 
you know, Dallas, it wasn't the flashiest win, but 27 to 20. And, and it just seems like this, you're going to lock up this division. Yeah. Uh, three, what is that now? A, hold on. Let me do my math here. Four games left, three game lead. Looks pretty good. They got the Giants next week. They could, I think they might be able to mathematically clinch it next week. Uh, yeah, not flashy. Uh, Dak Prescott not playing well right now. The defense playing nope. extreme. This I've I haven't seen a Dallas Cowboys defense like this in a long time. Not always pretty, but they are creating turnovers like crazy. Randy Gregory, yep. Demarcus Lawrence back, uh, five sacks today. If the Cowboys, you know, in the playoffs, if they play uh, defense like this. You would think the offense is gonna uh, is gonna click eventually here too, and it has. Um, look out! But man, I still I got the Tampa Buffalo game on here in the studio, and man, Tampa is is tough. Tampa is turning it on right now. Hey, you know the other thing what's interesting about Tampa, and, and it looks like they're gonna go ahead and win that game. Uh, uh, they're leading at twenty four to ten. What do we got? Uh, a uh, couple minutes left in the third quarter. Three minutes to go in the third. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, um, the whole Antonio Brown thing and, and that relationship that he has with Tom Brady, I mean, look, it, there's no doubt that Tampa Bay has, if not the most amount of talent on their offense in the league. But, but you know, I think you look at this stretch that they're in and you say, oh, Jesus, three-game stretch where you got no Antonio Brown. Um, well, they've put together a win last week versus Atlanta. Uh, they're in Buffalo right now, which, you know, tough place to play. Buffalo's trying to fight for their playoff life. Uh, and they're taking it to them. It's a two-score game uh, about to go into the fourth quarter. And then next week, you got the Saints. And then you get Antonio Brown back for your stretch at the Panthers, at the Jets, and then at home versus the Panthers. This is really shaking up really nicely here for the Buccaneers if they were able to get through this stretch of three games, and so far they have. Yeah, and like I, I heard on one of the networks this week, they made a good point. Antonio Brown is 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 a luxury, not a necessity right now for them. Uh, yeah, of course you like to have him, but this team is strong even without him. You know, they got two good running backs. One of them acts as a receiver in Leonard Fournette. Good win. Uh, you know, Mike Evans. So uh, I know, but here's the thing is if you got four horses, why not have five? Oh, absolutely. Right? Like you, you still can win with the four horses, but you know you could blow them out with five, right? Oh, like, yeah. That's the thing is like Antonio Brown – not only throws them over the top, but he makes them dangerous every play. And and it's not just because it's Antonio Brown, who, by the way, still has a ton in the tank. Uh, but it's because you open up everything for everybody else. And so, and, and by the way, your everybody else is, you know, really good. So it's 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 a it's a really interesting spot for the Bucks to be in. It hurts them when he's out. But it, but man, when when they get him back into that last stretch of the season where you're going Panthers, Jets, Panthers, I mean, you could see conceivably where the Bucks win their last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, and go into the playoffs like that. I mean, that's wild. 
So anyway, I'll tell you what, we'll take a break. Uh, a couple other things I want to talk about on the other side. I want to hit this uh, this this Heisman issue uh, because we have a new Heisman winner. And then I-, I wanted to talk to you about the whole Kenny Pickett fake slide thing. Jason, I want to get your input too. And, and look, if you're driving around, you're getting your Christmas shopping done, you're, you're, you're putzing around, I-, I have a serious question about this fake slide thing in college football. And, I, and what the NCAA did, I totally disagree. Talk about an X on sports rap. Don't go anywhere. Uh, all right. Uh, so Bryce Young wins the Heisman uh, last night and announced in New York. Uh, and uh, Aiden Hutchinson came in number two, uh, which I thought was, you know, a pretty good spot for him. I, I kind of pegged him at number three. Uh, by, you know, with the four guys there, I thought it would have been, uh, you know, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and then Aiden Hutchinson. Well, Aiden Hutchinson finished second. So, nice, uh, 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 you know, obviously he had a great season. And and hopefully there's more of that left in it for him. Uh, But Kenny Pickett was also a Heisman finalist. And and, and he made some uh, headlines for a play that he made in the ACC championship game. And I think that when you look at at where the, like, you know, the, how the NCAA, you know, creates different types of rules in, in an effort, uh, or at least under the guise of what they call safety. So Kenny Pickett, uh, ended up rushing for a 58-yard touchdown. Wild play. I mean, really incredible run by Kenny Pickett, the quarterback at Pitt. Uh, but about midway through his run, he appeared to be sliding to the turf, feet first, giving himself up, which, as a defender, you got to pull back. Right, you can't go hit him because it's a penalty. So you're as soon as you see that quarterback start to slide, you got to pull up. And so they did. They pulled up, but Kenny Pickett never went down. Came over, cut off to his right corner of the end zone touchdown. So that prompted uh, the NCAA to act. Because they have now banned the fake slide. Just, it just they did it five days after the ACC championship game. The rules committee banned it. Um, and they're going to look at it like a, um, what is it, a dead ball foul. So it is not reviewable. You can't do it. First of all, um... I've never seen another quarterback do this. Have you ever seen a quarterback with the fake slide? I have never. No, I was just going to bring that up. I've never seen it before at all. So in the history of of football, in the history of college football in particular, uh, some guy for Pitt fake slides, and now the NCAA has to make moves on it. But, but the, but, I understand it from the the aspect of giving himself up, and you got you, you know you 
you're giving yourself up, but you're not giving yourself up, right? You didn't slide. And if you're a quarterback and you slide head first, you're still live, right? Like if you slide feet first as a, as a quarterback and somebody comes to hit you, even if you're just starting your slide, they'll flag you. But if you slide head first, you are live until you are down. So they could hit you all the way till you're down. This is where I don't like the call. This is where I don't like the decision to ban it. It's just another tool. Because the quarterback is, at that point, a runner. He's a live player. He's not protected by anything in the pocket. He's a, he's a eligible player past the line of scrimmage. And so when when you take, again, I'm, I'm, I'm fully admitting that I've never seen it, and now you probably won't see it again. But for for a second, I think every quarterback in college football was looking at Kenny Pickett going, oh my gosh. This is something else I can do here. Yeah. And so now you can't do it. I just didn't like that the NCAA just came down immediately and said no. Said nope, can't do it anymore. What, it it could have been a cramp. It's very different. Could, could, it could, it could have been a cramp. <laughs> that's that's immediately what I thought. <laughs> it, it wasn't. He was a, It was a legit, you know, move. Right. Uh, but again, if you're a quarterback, you're trying to get to the end zone. So why not use that if you can? Well, now you can. Right. I, and to me, again, to me, it's overreaction. This is a live player in the field of play. And and you've just taken something away from him now. And, and that's exactly right. You're a live player in 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 play, and the only time the only way you're going to get a penalty here is if you go helmet to helmet. But he 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 can be tackled uh, just like any other player on the field. Yep. Um. So yeah, I don't like it either. So the 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 rule here. Um, the ball be the 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 live ball becomes dead at the point where the quarterback simulates or fakes as if he will begin to f- to slide feet first. An official shall, shall sound their whistle and declare the ball dead. The team will have... Oh, now I just lost it. Hold tight. Uh, uh, the team will have... Um, uh, Any time a ball carrier begins to, s- to or simulate the fake slide, the ball should be declared dead on the field by the officials at that point. The intent of the ruling is player safety, and the objective is to give a ball carrier an option to end the play by sliding feet first and to avoid contact. To allow the ball carrier to fake a slide would compromise the defense that is being instructed to let up when the ball carrier slides feet first. Well, then you got to make a decision. Got to make a decision. I don't know. I, 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 to be honest, I hate it. I, I wish this wasn't the case. I wish they allowed it. Because, again, at your own peril, right? Like, if you're a quarterback and you're going to fake slide, at your own peril. And if you're a defender, if you're going to go in, you know, trying to bring him down, hoping that he's just faking, at your own peril. Uh, that's going to do it for Sports Rep tonight. I'm going to be on Gridiron Rap next. Don't go anywhere.